0: This is First, Last, Best, Worst, the only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-Track cassette tape. We explore
1: the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show.
0: What's up, Taylor? How you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Carl? I'm glad to be back. It's uh yeah, it's been a while. It's You've
0: been, been on a little hiatus.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you and Paul were on tour and I was uh at home uh healing a broken shoulder, which is kind of the opposite of tour. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just in one place and uh, could you play guitar? No, I couldn't play guitar, oh. so that was different.
0: And you were where were you at? You were at home? I
1: was at home, with so yeah, hanging yeah, hanging out with my parents, which is also not like tour <laughs> no very
0: much not like tour yeah i did one time tour with my dad which was quite a, it was a good experience but it was weird one night when we had a show and he got it was like a, a beer festival and so like uh we were drinking tons of free beer you know and then there was a point in the night where i had to be like dad i think it's uh time to go to bed <laughs> and he's like okay <laughs> and he like went to the hotel room <laughs> but uh but yeah i'm glad to see you are okay i mean we missed you on the show Ray episode but uh you're back now and we're all back yeah, we're all back. How was how is tour for you, Carl? Let's hear a story. Man, it Let's was, hear a tale. It was crazy. I, you know, I, it it was one of those things that it went. Everything kind of just went smoothly. I do. I will say that I was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and. Uh, One morning, just stealing some uh, Wi-Fi from Burger King or whatever. And that was the funniest thing to watch unfold. (laughs) These people, I mean, this one gentleman ended up quitting. Like I watched him quit because this other woman was like yelling too much at him. And it was, you know, maybe the most entertaining thing I saw out of the 8000 miles that I you know, drove around the country,
1: so it went pretty smoothly. Pretty
0: basically. So smoothly.
1: no, so yeah, that's not really good for stories. No, not at all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some stories that I'd rather not tell for uh, to the public, but there was it was a good time. I was oh, good, man. I'm time. glad. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, it you know, I don't drive in New York, so getting in a car, driving eight thousand miles in a you know two months or a month and a half um, I'm done. I'm done driving for a while. (laughs) You know, it was nice. It wasn't my car. It was a rental. So I could just like fucking go. But, um, man, I just feel like I love New York city. So like being outside, you know, of the city, it's like all strip malls and strip malls and strip malls. I feel like now fast food and strip malls everywhere you go, even Boulder, you know, Boulder that has this unique identity or so to speak, it like is still kind of just seems like this, like everywhere else.
1: How's the Wi-Fi at Burger King? It was terrible. <laughs> it
0: was terrible. <laughs> but the the entertainment of the people quitting. I mean, they like I got a number one or whatever it was. Like I got like the simplest breakfast order and they forgot to even serve me. They served like three other people. I had to go back up and ask for it and then they just... That's went, tour life, baby. Yeah, man, I mean, tough. I'm not complaining about it. It was just, it was a hilarious, a hilarious scene where this woman kept messing up, but then she kept yelling at the guy, and the guy's like, you're not my fucking boss, and then he quits, and now they're really backed up, and everybody's coming in from the drive-thru because they're messing up the orders, and I was just laughing. It was great. But this is not well, a podcast yeah, this about isn't about the Burger King thing. Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> this is a songwriter podcast, and we have Seth Evans today in the studio hey, A- hey aka rawsonian right that's, that's what you're. Me. that's what you're playing under yeah how you doing today man i'm good how are you guys i'm feeling great awesome. i great so glad to have you here doing your songs and Thanks so glad for to be doing me. this do interviews again uh well we do we have songwriters play their first last best worst song so could you start us out with uh with your first song
2: yeah so slight backstory mm-hmm. i uh Obviously, I have no idea what the first song is that I... Well, I guess that's not obvious, but I really don't know what the first song was that I wrote. Uh But I do know that my mom wrote down a little tune that I wrote, apparently, when I was, like, five years old. And I had her send me this picture of it. Shut up. For real? Yeah, I wanted to show you this. Yeah, she said I used to go to the piano and just play this little tune. Over and over? Yeah, and so she wrote it out. Wow. She wrote it out, and um, I had her send it to me because she's got it on this, like, uh, little thing with all my high school pictures and uh-huh. oh shit that's great so it's like a- so i tried to i i tried to take those notes and write some lyrics in the perspective of like a 5 year old uh-huh. and uh, made some chords that are like far too advanced for a 5 year old to play <laughs> and so i'm going to try to so do it's that based i on did that this melody. yesterday so we'll see how it goes all right except <laughs> do you have a name for this one uh well the paper says seth's song <laughs> but I want to call it garbage man. Okay. that was the first song i ever wrote
0: that was great okay so like in the thing you were showing us the music is dictated or notated out um yeah. did your mom do that or did you yeah, do it?
2: well my mom did it because i was too young to know how to do it. well or i just didn't know how to do it
0: yet. right well that's what i was wondering so is she so she's musical yeah she grew up she, in a musical family yeah
2: she uh grew up playing the accordion oh, really? grew, like all italian 100 percent italian family um and yeah, so she used to do like competitions and things like that. Oh, really? I've only heard her play a couple times, but so really. But so, she was
0: serious about it when she was like a younger mm-hmm. adult. So growing up, you didn't hear, you didn't go to bed to accordion at night, or something no, like that. definitely not. Does anybody <laughs> can <came laughs> sleep with an accordion player? Yeah, yeah, maybe in like France. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I have to say that sometimes I run, I run through Central Park often and down by the lake there's always a guy on a busker playing the accordion and it is one of the sweetest sounds that just kind of echoing through and there's a lake with like row boats that sets yeah. a very beautiful scene um so you were playing this was on piano
2: yeah and apparently noodling uh, around yeah i don't really remember i, th- I think i was like four, five my mom started uh both my sister and i playing piano when we were five okay four or five and um and this is in the twin cities this yeah, this would have been in Iowa actually, but I spent most of my adolescence in the Twin Cities. Okay. Um, my whole family is from the Midwest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, apparently I used to go play this tune on the piano,
1: and I, I also used to really like be infatuated with the garbage man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's easy as a child. Yeah. Because ha- I think one of the things about the garbage man is that they have a big truck. And yeah. that's you know, and way that's cooler, very appealing.
0: They, they get to hang off the back of it. Like that's the coolest right. position. Yeah. They make you wear a seatbelt, and when you're a kid, a fucking car seat. And then this guy's just hanging off with his like belly hanging out. I'm always so I, I always loved that. It probably has. It probably is tied to watching the guy hang off the back. <laughs> I presumably see. have a great time, but he's probably not having. having a great time. <laughs> when your hand slips off the handle, that can't be an enjoyable thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about what? This is not about garbage, man But this is about music uh, So you started taking piano lessons at, at the age of uh, five And then yeah. uh, when, did, when did guitar come into the, to the picture?
2: Uh, I started playing guitar when I was like 13 or something like that
0: Just out of your so, own interest? or did you? Did
2: yeah, you... I was like, you know, my mom was really pushing the piano And, and I think because of that I didn't want to play the piano yeah. you know, I wanted to play guitar but I ended up playing both for a while and then kind of dropped the piano, and I wish I wouldn't have yeah, but I play piano again now, but um there was like some formative years in there that I wish I should have stuck with it probably
0: right it's good it's good to learn theory because you can it's you visualize the whole thing oh absolutely you know yeah. whereas guitar when you're going through fits, it's like confusing you know? Mm-hmm. i agree
1: so what uh what were some of your kind of earliest uh primary influences outside of uh garbage men <laughs> <laughs> Um. Well, if we're going back to five years old, I, I, my dad
2: definitely played a lot of like Raffy stuff for me. Mm-hmm. I can remember. Yeah, that. Raffy's
1: sick, man. You know, seriously, Baby Beluga.
2: Yeah, there's like a whole. Someone was talking to me about Raffy the other day because that guy's still alive and around and well, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And apparently, there's like this whole cult of like Raffy sluts. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, not what I thought you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah, he's like the guy's been. Banging all these years, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. All right, way to go, Raffy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he probably does fucking yoga. Probably, yeah, he definitely seems like he would do yoga.
1: <laughs> I mean, uh, where do my sneakers go at night? Is I mean, it's probably one of the the more sensual uh, <laughs> songs oh, that I've ever heard. You know, it's like <laughs> Um I mean, there's a lot of like raw sexual energy throughout his his catalog you know that oh
0: yeah i don't uh, know rafi's catalog that well i'm not I'm, i know baby beluga but that's pretty much yeah, it. yeah
2: that that's one of the only ones
0: that's the that's the big hit well then when did you do uh did you get into rock and roll were you into prince Absolute, you were playing some prince during yeah, the uh prince, sound check so prince is
2: definitely one of my biggest influences i would say like where, even at that age or even you i mean well when I mean, you age, come from minnesota it's kind of like oh, right everybody, mandatory everybody, yeah. everybody likes prince yeah, right? yeah. you know Um, but particularly where I grew up, uh, in this, uh, town, it's a suburb of Minneapolis, Chanhassen is where Paisley park is like his recording studio. There is Mm -hmm. now like the Graceland of Prince. Right. And he actually lived right down the road from, from one of the houses I lived in uh, as a child. And, uh, um, before we moved, but yeah, so I would like see him pull up and he had like a purple prowler.
0: Yeah, he did. I'm de- I mean, not fully, that I did not fully know. Fully blacked that's out awesome. windows. He'd have a
2: purple Prowler, and he had a Z three, like a BMW Z three with gold rims, and all the all the windows were completely blacked out. But if you pulled up next to him at, at, at a stoplight, mm-hmm. sometimes he'd have the window down like this far, <laughs> and you could see
0: just his an eye
2: with with like a little eyeliner, like just just one eye, one swoop. Yeah, well, <laughs> same, yeah.
0: that's awesome. But yeah. So, yeah, he's kind
2: of been around on the periphery of my life. Yeah. As long as I can remember, really. Yeah. And all my friends were into him. It's kind of interesting, though, because I felt like going to college and getting out of Minnesota, I found out that in our generation, at least maybe it's different now, but back then it seemed like Prince didn't really... Uh, translate to our generation very well kids were like he's
0: gay oh yeah exactly (laughs) right or then when he changed his name no no, they never told you that oh it's because record companies are you know taking his name. you know you're just like well he's weird he changed his yeah 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 thing that's not a letter screw him but really he's like now everybody loves him yeah yeah Yeah. same thing with Bowie uh once when Bowie passed away I mean even right before that but everybody loved he like his to speak so highly of him and apparently everybody was like the biggest fan of him too yeah you know they yeah. got that new bowie exhibit have you been to that have i have been? not i'm going in next month oh yeah well good i haven't been either i was just hoping you guys could talk about it <laughs> <have>. <laughs> like <laughs> Bowie, the only thing i know bowie from is labyrinth or that was my association yeah, with him. you know and then i that. and uh, you never seen labyrinth And then I, you know, later got into Ziggy Stardust and, you know, and then there's, of course, the the hits that I knew, heroes and stuff. But Mm -hmm. I'm not like this huge Bowie fan. But when he passed away, it was like everybody talks with him with such reverence. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Who do you guys think fucked more, uh, Prince or (laughs) Raffi?
0: Prince, I would say. I don't know, man.
2: Raffi's still around, though. Uh, That's that's true. true. Yeah. His numbers are still cool. Yeah. He's also, I think. Probably like ten years older. So
1: okay. So I but guess Prince I guess was pretty I,
0: overtly sexual. That's true. But maybe that. Yeah, that's but I think that's Rudy's. maybe
1: like a, one of Raffy's strengths is that he can slide in under the radar. Mm. You know, so we don't really know. We're, we'll we'll have to wait until he passes to like really make a final assessment, <laughs>
0: definitive, definitive numbers. Um, but uh.
1: <laughs> yeah like Raffy's I, fuck ledger. Yeah, i feel like this is a good i feel like this is a great segue into your latest song <laughs> sure yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: taylor is the king of segues um, sure so, so can, uh, can you set this up for us a little bit
2: yeah uh yeah so i don't know i i mean i i try to spend time writing something every day you mm-hmm. know but that I f- uh Oftentimes it seems like for me in the past few years it hasn't really been just like sitting down with the guitar and, and playing guitar and and you know, getting lost in, in uh synths and, and stuff. That's all really cool, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I think maybe I've improved a little bit over the years but but it was I don't know, some I actually like picked up the guitar and like wrote a song and it was like so slightly effortless compared to like the beeps and boops I've been doing for a long time now, you know. Yeah. So
0: it's I don't know, maybe part of a reawakening and this is a uh recent it, well of course it's your latest but yeah and i don't know if so this is like true.
2: anything that's gonna be like anything that i like uh-huh. part of a project or anything but it's just like a I just a kind of what i thought was a cool tuning and um is it do you have a name for it or is this just something? the song yeah i think uh, i think it'll be called pilots of the gloam mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but <clears throat> we'll try mm-hmm.
3: driving till the light's out and i'm faded
0: That was rad. That was really cool. It's Thanks, fun to man. see uh, a new song like that. And I'm wondering um, when you're—I'd like to talk about the process of writing. And are you are you picking out the melody in those chords and then applying lyrics to them, or is this—is um, this all kind of what happened
2: once? here? Was uh, I was just like tuned the guitar to something weird mm-hmm. and then just started like jamming around and. Uh, I liked tuning those two, the, the B string and the G string to the same note mm-hmm. and then fretting them simultaneously on this, like, you know what I'm saying? So right. it just makes like a unison yeah. note yep. and it kind of sounds like a, I don't know, sitar or something, you know? And so I was just dicking around with that uh-huh. and um, trying to come up with a cool riff, I guess.
0: Yep. And then came up with that little.
3: Mm-hmm. And I was like,
0: that's kind of pretty. And then mm-hmm. when did the lyrics come in? Specifically um, for this one, I know it's probably different for every everything you do.
2: Oftentimes, as hard as I try to like write lyrics first, sometimes just because I don't do that as often and I and I'm not as good at it, mm-hmm. um, I just like vocalize melodies, you know, like mm-hmm. and try to feel out something cool, and then do that for a really long time, and like either try to find something in that. And it's the way some, your mouth yeah, somehow the like pilots of the gloam thing came out, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Like I could like write something around. I don't that. know yeah, what gloam, when it comes. I don't
0: know what
1: gloam means. It's the uh, it's part like of the, the sp- evening. Yeah, it's like the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, gotcha. You know. Yeah, when when you get, uh, I've always felt like when you when your mouth just kind of finds some words or phrases, or at least vowel sounds, it's kind of best just to sort of stick with those. You know.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, especially if you build like a whole like demo around it. Yeah. Stuff, you yeah. know, because otherwise. That's actually like a really interesting subject to me, you know because like why are those vowel sounds and like the diphthong and whatever in the in of the syllables that you're saying, why is that?
0: yeah why, why is, it is hard that? to get away yeah. from that? yeah it's you almost know? impossible once yeah. it's in there and once you hear it, it's like if you're you're thinking, oh, I want to change the lyrics to this it's, or even it's,
2: like adding a, a syllable, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying something that's a quarter note, and like wanting to make it an eighth note to make it a word make sense, you're like, ah, oh, that sounds fucking
0: stupid right yeah, yeah there's like a weird
1: there's yeah there's some sort of weird uh i guess there's these weird formulas sorry. that like I don't know if you can like necessarily break down into like a logical uh, It depends uh, on the style
4: of
1: music too yeah.
0: I'm just wondering if uh, like yeah. <laughs> if you uh when you're doing that it like can you not stray away because it's already in your head and you've thought of it and you're stuck to it, or is there something uh inherent in the in the melody that's I think making sometimes you I, do I that. feel I think it's both. both
1: i i sometimes I feel like there is something inherently like you know if you write something that's like oh 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 and then you try to be like i i i i yeah. it it's just like it just doesn't work yeah. And I think it's, like, very clear that it does not work for whatever reason, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: And Uh, then sometimes later on, I mean, I have changed lyrics where it's like, oh, my God, it fits so perfectly. How did I not see that it had been sitting there in front of me all the time? Well, I want to talk a little bit about about your voice. We talked about uh, piano and guitar a little bit. Yeah. First off, the guitar is beautiful chords. I mean, you're playing some... uh, you know, not just simple cowboy co- chords there. Well, I, how did that I develop? Like cowboy chords. I like cowboy chords too, but you had a lot, you had some, I guess you had an alternate tuning there too. So yeah. that's what looking at. They look different.
2: Um, I don't know really. Like, I mean, there was a point in college where like learning about jazz theory and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like I don't play jazz at all. Like mm-hmm. I, I can't do that really. You know, like I can't shred jazz right. guitar or anything like that, but the harmony, yeah, I can understand a little bit. You right. know? And so, i don't know i end up i don't know if it's out of laziness honestly sometimes especially with the piano where i just hit extensions
4: mm-hmm.
2: do you know what i'm saying i'm just like because i'm not thinking or like i'm not disciplined enough to just hit a fucking triad you know or yep. a fifth right. and like like oh that sounds cool so then inherently like all, all my music just has like these like slushy chord voicings you know because with tons of notes
0: mm-hmm. and that what about voice uh you have this crazy uh, falsetto, or you have this d- dynamic range. I don't know if it's specifically a false voice, but it, you're, you can sing really high. Is that a is that a Prince thing? Is that a maybe Midwest like Prince that's got to be
2: part of it? Yeah. I think I don't know. I just uh, I've always felt comfortable singing in the false, like mm-hmm. like I have more control, which is a bit of a crutch at this point. I think because like sometimes the chest voice fails. Oh really? <laughs> you know, in my mind. Yeah. And, but
0: so I'm working on that. Did you take? You know? Were you in chorus or anything like I was like in choir.
2: That? I was in choir in school, not like super serious about it, you know. Mm-hmm. I was in it because we got to go to Europe, and, like <laughs> yeah. I wanted to do that. That's pretty sweet. It what was did you awesome. say? You guys got
1: to go to Europe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we only got to go to Washington D.C. Ooh, that's oh, that's cool yeah. too,
2: though.
1: Yeah, What'd it, you, wa- it what was, was, was
2: awesome going to Europe though. When I was like, where did you go in Europe? Years old. Um, it, we went to uh, Germany and the Czech Republic. Wow. Um, In Austria, I was in Prague. The Prague was the coolest.
0: And you're doing concerts?
2: Yeah, we did a couple concerts and like sang in some old churches. Both the choir and band got to go. It was really cool because I got to room with a my friend who's my best friend. we, We played music together since we were little kids. We were in a band. We played the Fourth of July festival in Hassan when we mm-hmm. were twelve years old, you know. <laughs> and he now he he lives in Nashville and plays with. Uh, he's like a tour guy. I mean, he has his own solo stuff, but he plays with. You ever heard of Eric Hutchinson?
0: Oh, uh, the name sounds familiar. Or like it? Philip Phillips, like he plays
2: with these mm-hmm. kind of bigger like country acts or no, they're like uh, more. I hesitate to say acoustic, but I say acoustic because I see them on stage with an acoustic guitar. <laughs> Singing and pop, basically.
1: Gotcha. You know, kind of like Jason Morazzi type. Okay. Things. Like adult contemporary, sort of. Yeah,
0: for sure. Like don't when you? Know, funk. When you see adult contemporary, don't you automatically think that it's going to be like sexual or something? Because I don't know, the word adult on the internet world is always like, you know, ooh, an adult site or whatever. And so whenever I see adult contemporary, I'm like, what the fuck kind of music is that? I know, right?
2: <laughs> it's something fucking different there? than adult video. <laughs>
0: yeah. It shouldn't, though. And it's, it led to a lot of boring, uh, you know, music listening for me <laughs> <laughs> I I something else there
2: but i i was saying I, it was fun in europe because we got to like ho- for the housing we were staying in hotels together every time and it was really
0: fun you and your, your best friend yeah
2: and like they would let us well they wouldn't we weren't supposed to drink but
0: you know yeah, we still ahead. did yeah and it was pretty fun uh, and was he in choir too, or was he? He in was in band? choir and band. Yeah. Okay. Were you in band? Did you play? Any I was in band, band for a
2: short period of time. What did you and, play in that uh, trumpet? I actually played saxophone, mm. but that was I think I stopped doing that in sixth grade. Oh, okay. Or seventh grade. I, I don't Before know. For any real, formative. I wish I would have continued with a horn because it's like I see those motherfuckers walking to gigs with like a <laughs> purse, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like walking in with like a keyboard with eighty eight keys, you know? Right. It's and you're
0: stupid. Your pedal board is, you know.
2: This oh, yeah. Guitar. Since and moving
0: to New York, I've tried to like make it pretty condensed. Yeah. You know, it's still it's still housed in a backpack that is not a tiny backpack. I it's mean, not has, tiny. Yeah. Can we talk maybe a little bit about your pedal board? Yeah, it's not
2: really anything special. I mean, this thing itself is actually just a piece of particle. board. Yeah, that's what
0: I want to talk about. Just the board. Yeah, OK. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's I'm just really the into material particle board <laughs> and, like some shitty carpet. Yeah. Um,
2: no, I just have like a lot of uh, like chorusy ambient pedals. Not a lot.
0: I are you I always have... are you always looking for new stuff?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, there's a couple. a guy that I, uh, one of the guys that I make a lot of the music for, Rossonian with, lives in Denver. His name's Kramer Kelling, mm-hmm. and he's kind of like a king of warbly, uh, ethereal guitar sounding effect well um, guitar a he plays bass mostly but he also plays guitar he does
0: actually a lot of guitar stuff with the rossonian music but um and when you're doing Rawsonian, are you you were talking about carrying a keyboard to a gig are you mostly on synth or is it mostly guitar so
2: it's it all kind of changed in the, you know I, I was in denver for a long time and we were there touring and um playing quite a bit mm-hmm. um and then things kind of took a turn a little bit i didn't want to be there anymore yeah
0: um what's it like to be playing uh a lot of electronic music and and not that it's like electronica but electric music in a in a acoustic uh heavy area that you go out there see
2: and man that's actually a really great question because in the back of my mind that was one of the big reasons i didn't want to be there anymore because like i just felt like we didn't fit in Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of good music there tons you know really talented people talented bands um there's not a ton of uh, like new sounding stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like uh, I f- people there. You know, without being too general, it's like people there tend to like what they know. I think mm-hmm. you know, like we were talking about earlier. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of a uh, kind of folk folk rock does really well. Right. I feel like uh, or like straight like hard drinking butt rock. You know, <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> butt rock. <laughs> you know,
2: and which is all cool. You know, like I mean, like right. those guys fucking throw down, but. Um, it wasn't what you were doing. No. That's not what you're going for. No, and like, you know, and, and thinking back on it now, it's actually been good coming to New York and getting away from it a little bit. Um, but, you know, we used to have a fairly involved setup. We played four dudes, um, drum kit, drum pad, mm-hmm. um, a keyboard rig that I put together that was like, for a long time we were using a real Rhodes that I chopped. Um, like it didn't even have a... Um, base to it like i just put a piece of plywood there was just a piece of plywood under it because when i bought it there was no base which actually made it much easier to transport Move around yeah it and uh, um, eventually i ended up getting one of those cork sv ones because the roads just kept getting fucked up on the road yeah but um the
0: irony yeah <laughs> roads bad for the road no. i know right poetic
1: even <laughs>
2: <laughs> but we you know i like program we never used tracks that was like a thing we tried to not use tracks but we used ableton for a lot of uh effects processing like i would do some vocal effects processing Mm -hmm. um all the drum sounds on the electric drum pad were all happening through the uh the computer i mean there were samples that i took oftentimes i have a tempest drum machine or just whatever i would make samples out of a ton of shit Mm -hmm. and uh that was it was basically all being controlled through the computer as like a master brain and was that you
0: uh doing the computer or was that well i mean like
2: i program. i mean like i made the Ableton session and routed everything, you know. But Uh yeah, the drummer, um, it depends on what stage of the band. Because for a while, the keyboard player was playing the drum pad Mm -hmm. and the drummer was just playing kit. And the keyboard station involved like the drum pad, Mm -hmm. uh, Prophet 12, uh, Rhodes, like an MPK uh, controlling a a Minotaur, you know, like the little bass synth or whatever. Mm -hmm. So it was like a lot of stuff. That
1: sounds like a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff, but like
2: over the years, like I had it pretty streamlined, you know, like I had a rack with a snake that was just like every out mm-hmm. so that I could just hand it to the sound guy and be like, this, this is, is low this drum sounds. sounds, this is high drum sounds, this is the soft sense. this is vocals, mm-hmm. this is blah, blah, blah. So like, try to make it as easy as possible. Right. But, I mean, this is all in my head, like nobody else, you know, it's like my band and my shit I'm putting together so like no one really knows how to help me set it up. So I'm like doing it by myself all mm-hmm. the time. You know, and then it would involve and like the last show we played was a while it was actually like New Year's in uh in Denver. And I have I had it like all programmed so you could like press one button and like all the patches change on all the synths and the drums and whatever and, mm-hmm. and, and make it all and so like once everything's set up, it's great. But I'm like running like Getting a fucking like chicken with his head cut off, <laughs> yeah. like trying to set it up and I'm just like, like
0: yeah, yeah. I, that's as worst and it's also like at a gig at the end of the gig. There's always like the drunk dude who's like, "Let me help you," and you're like, oh, "Dude, it no. is no help if you're going to start yeah. messing with my cables." And I mean, I'm just like a, a yeah. guitar and a mic, you know. But I, hate, you know, I appreciate the offer. Of course, is they're just people are just being nice, but it's like. No, yeah. you're not going to. There's no way that this is going to help me at all. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst. But let's,
1: uh, let's talk about the best, yeah, yeah. a.k.a. the best song you've ever written. Right.
2: <laughs> <ever laughs> um, well, I think it's, it's certainly a song that seems to have stuck with people the most. Okay. Stuck with people the most? Sorry. I know I'm dicking around with my pedals all the time. But um, it's called Love in a Wasteland. Um, wrote it a few years ago. And it should have been a lesson to me because it was one of the only times I've ever rewritten lyrics like four times or more than two or three times. It's like, oh, you spent more time on this song. That's why people like it, you know. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm gonna just play it. Yeah, let's hear it. All right, I'll do this little intro.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, man. Uh, my question is, I'm watching you play this Strat here, and I want to know about it. Uh, do you, have you been, had this guitar for a while?
2: It was actually my first
0: guitar. It was your first guitar?
2: Yeah. So my dad played music, too. Uh-huh. He, he, uh, he plays, like, country chords. Okay. But more, he's a banjo player. He plays, uh, like, old-timey music, mm-hmm. you know, which I'm sure you're well familiar with if you have lived yeah, in Nashville. No. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, he plays the Clawhammer banjo, you know? Yeah. Um, and some fiddle, but but mostly he's a clawhammer guy. Like he has a, a vanity plate on his car that says Fraylin. <laughs> he's like the guy, you know, in Saint Paul. Uh-huh. But um, anyway, when I wanted to play guitar, he uh, got me this guitar. Really? Yeah. Wh- what age was that? I was 12 or 13. I don't remember. Oh, really? It. So I've had it ever since. It's uh, missing a couple knobs. I was actually thinking about that in the car and I was going to get some knobs. (laughs) Like what kind of like funky knobs can I get? Can I get like a Raffi knob? I'm
0: sure you can. I'm sure. Raffi
1: branded knobs.
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like a personalized uh, cuff link, really. But on that one, okay, so you're playing on that tune. You're all the way up on the the neck pickup. So you get a little bassier sound on that one. I've
2: been like uh, playing a lot in this in-between. Uh I might have accidentally hit it. <laughs> okay, no, you're right, it. you're right. You're oh. right.
0: You were, you are the second position but or whatever I do, it is. I, One I, off. I've
2: been like hanging out there for a while for some reason. I don't know. It sounds cool to me.
0: I I that's my favorite sound and like on or on a telly, I love that front pickup, but I feel yeah. like on a lot of people when they're playing a strat, they want that they want like the, twang. the high end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's
2: what I usually I almost I never have the twin I mean if I was like playing, playing with a band probably, point, yeah. yeah. Well,
0: it sounds great because you have like you have the bass line moving. You're doing this finger picking stuff. You also played. You were mentioning earlier. You also played banjo. Uh, I did a little bit.
2: um, There was a point in time, I went as far as playing in the Telluride uh, Bluegrass Bluegrass Band competition with a couple friends back in like college. Really? We didn't win or anything. No. But but, that's. But I was like that was like my main thing for a while. I Was like I'm gonna play the banjo. Uh And now. Nothing that I do comes even close to playing like <laughs> yeah. bluegrass music, you know. Yeah, like well, I have no idea what I was doing back then. Well, I think
1: I think uh, you know playing the banjo and playing bluegrass on the banjo. I think if you're younger, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, this is really hard. I'm gonna like really try to." It master is really hard. It. I was also
2: living in Boulder, so like, mm-hmm.
1: that's yeah, like
0: a thing you know, banjo central. Yeah, <laughs> one uh, of them. One of them. So different.
1: uh, right. so what uh, why do you feel like this is uh, your best song? What what kind of to this conclusion
2: um well like i was saying before i think it's uh a couple things it's the one that the at least people seem to like the most or i'll get the most comments about it also kind of for me when i wrote it when i wrote it i i it this was when i was i didn't play it on the guitar I like it. i didn't like arrange it for the guitar until later um like until honestly coming here really but um It was just like a, like a, I don't want to say it was a beat I made because, like, I suck at, like, making beats, but, you know, it was like something I made on the computer, you know, with a a particular drum pattern and then Mm -hmm. some Rhodes chords, you know, that were, like, kind of like those slushy voicings or whatever, you know, um, that are a little different on the piano because it's not really possible to do in the guitar, but Mm -hmm. I tried to come as close as I could to it. Um, And then, but anyway, I think it it kind of... uh, it it fell into like a sound that maybe I had been looking for, you know, and I feel like since then I've been trying to do that sound, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Which, it's been hard, you know, like I don't think I necessarily achieve it all the time, but um, there's a lot of elements in that particular song that I
0: try to... Can you date this song? Do you know when you came up with it? Uh, Probably like three years ago. Is this, and that's, you were in Denver at the time? I was in Denver, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And then... Can you walk us through maybe just like how you the process of this one is it like you said you rewrote it four times the lyrics well
2: at least? the lyrics yeah because like this was definitely one where like I've had vocalized an entire the entire song without mm-hmm. words okay you know and there were a few things in there like the drugs thing for some reason love probably was in there you know yeah. it's like I would say that's dr- like a good th- like a good thing to talk about I think though because that goes back to like. Another point on, you know, when you're, like, vocalizing a melody and you have a hard time getting away from mm-hmm. the phonetics, I know myself, like, I'll, like, use a, some same words a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just know, like, like love will come right. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You Avenue. know what I'm saying? And then, exactly. like, later you're like, oh, fuck, I'm saying love again. Right. Yeah. You know? You're just
1: drawn to particular things, you know? you Like, everyone has those tendencies, and yeah. I think it's up to you. I mean as long as you're aware of them then you can be like okay this is an acceptable amount of using this yeah, yeah. versus like oh maybe it's a bit overkill but yeah. I think
2: like with this one I think particularly like I tried to not like talk about like love like you can do that like I, and I tried all these different things I honestly don't even really remember what the other iterations of the lyrics were yeah but um but yeah it's one of the only times I can consciously remember like rewriting like four or five times wow. yeah as opposed to like you know i always do some sort of revision right you know what i'm saying but as far as like trying to go four
0: different directions mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying completely yeah. different completely different wow that's that's impressive and it's cool and it came out well thank you well yeah i should do it every time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe not sometimes that uh you know there's no there's there's nothing like there's the like a synergy, inspiration and... you know the moment of conception absolutely you know what i mean you, you got to give that some weight but also sometimes you look back at at those lyrics and you're like, "Wow, I was an idiot. I was so yeah. naive or something." It just really makes you think about like the kind
2: of music you make and or, or what the elements that make it what it is mm-hmm. important. Because like for me, like when I played this like demo of this song before there were even words, like. People liked it. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, I could yeah. see, like, when people listen to it, they were, like, into it. And I was like, yeah. well, this is it before it even has words. The, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then it made me realize, well, I can ruin this with words. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah. That's a terrifying thought. But, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I'd know. like to think that you didn't. I mean, yeah. as an audience member, <laughs> I think it was fucking quite good. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> You're welcome. But I don't always want to hear good stuff. I'd like to hear bad stuff, yeah. too. Which
1: brings uh-huh. us to our last song, <laughs>
0: the worst yeah. song. The worst song that you ever wrote. <laughs> or that you want to play.
2: This is, I feel like this is a,
0: this is a tough...
2: Uh, what's that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a tough um, tough thing to think about because ones that I would consider worst, like I probably just left and uh-huh. forgot about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: it tends to be a lot of the people that we interview, the uh, The worst songs are like songs that they liked at one time and then have... have, have sure, that, we're, uh, that makes sense. Tell me about this one so, for, this,
2: for you. So I guess... It... <laughs> This would be considered worst maybe just because it's a, uh... hang on.
0: That's the song folks. Exactly. <laughs>
2: <It's fucking terrible. laughs> um, just because like, well, it's not like very nice. Okay. And uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of depth. All right. Um, and uh, it was from a long time ago and it was honestly something that wasn't even a full song. It was just something I remembered kind of doing as a joke. Also back in college, it was a long time ago, and it was after like going through a breakup. That was completely my fault, but the song was like, "The bitch is gone. Now you can live the,
0: your life," mm-hmm. and that's like the whole song. Yeah, that's like but, it already makes me cringe a little bit. <laughs> Just yeah, like, exactly. I know. It. So,
2: but I thought, well, that's a, probably the worst song ever, but, <laughs> you know. But, What's it called? Bitches, is, go- is gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that or knife hole. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two. I don't really know. <laughs> well, and so you know, just like the the uh, the first song I wrote, I had to like kind of add a little part uh-huh. to this because it wasn't like a full thing. So we'll just see how it goes. Um.
3: The bitch is gone now. You can live your life. The bitch is gone now, you can live your life. The bitch is gone now, you can see every possibility. The bitch is gone now, you can live your life. The bitch is gone now, you can't live your life. The bitch is gone now, you can't live your life. The bitch is gone, your mind is Free of all the female trickery The bitch is gone now, you can live your life Oh, it's not my fault, my fault Her heart is black like ash fall The bitch is gone now, you can live your life The bitch is gone now, you can not live your life Chest, there is a hole that is where the knife should go. The bitch is gone now, you can end your life. Oh, the bitch is gone now, you can end your life. Oh, the bitch is gone now, you can live your life. The bitch is gone now, you can live your life. The bitch is gone now, you can live your life. If
2: you're yeah <laughs> I fucked up a couple other chords
1: the, the, oh no, man couldn't I, even tell. I gotta say I was, I was actually cracking up just cause it sounds a lot like a Stevie Wonder song so I was actually imagining Stevie <laughs> Wonder know? playing that song and that's pretty
0: funny to think about <laughs>
2: I'm, I tried to make it sound like all cheesy and shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, I had some cheese in it. My favorite was the asphalt rhyme. It's your your heart is black as asphalt. Yeah. That's good, <laughs> <laughs> but it it makes sense because oh so you know not not exactly a pick me up song, but um, uh, you know, this is the. Way you were feeling after a breakup, even though you admittedly it wasn't even yeah was, her yeah, fault or yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but just need to work through it or something. Do you perform this song live? No, no. Yeah. Okay, well, this, I'm glad it's going down on tape now for the world I to know, hear. I didn't
2: really think that through. <laughs> well,
0: is the person it's directed towards going to listen to this episode coming out Probably not, Probably not so. no. <laughs> I don't know, we've got a mom. lot of fans, dude. We do, so yeah. yeah. You never, you never know. <laughs> What's her name? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we'll send an email. No, we're not going to do that. Brenda. No, 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 no. What, uh How do you feel playing it?
2: But I mean... It's funny, you know, like, yeah. going to that fucking modulation. Right, I was saying, the modulation. Is yeah, down. that's the best part. Yeah, like, the Stevie <laughs> is fucking, yeah, he's jamming
1: out at that point. <laughs> I added that part. Yesterday. Yeah. Oh, that was the, that was the
0: added part? <laughs> do you know what this song needs? Modulation. I was going to do it, like,
2: four times.
0: First, right? <laughs> <laughs> <For a second. laughs> But uh I well didn't. man it's been fun having you here and playing these songs. Yeah man, thanks for any, having me. I yeah, I dig it. Appreciate it. Do you have any shows coming up that Uh, uh are you
2: playing around? Just in Denver unfortunately. Okay. Well, I mean, fun that it's in Denver but right. not in New York. When are you now. playing in Denver? Um I'm playing uh there's a really cool festival there called the Underground Music Showcase. Mm-hmm. It's honestly the coolest thing that happens in Denver all year. Not that there aren't other cool things that happen in Denver, but it's it's really right. it's on it's like 18th year or something like that. Really? Um but it's it's three days of like fucking like four hundred bands or something really? like that, and in multiple venues. Yeah, it's uh, uh it like twenty places. I think really? it's really really fun. There's a lot like of South by or totally something like that. Yeah, um, to be here in New York, and they get like uh, you know some like fairly big indie indie bands coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a really awesome time. There's a lot of house parties. When is it's that? actually it's uh, the end of July. It's oh, okay. the uh, twenty 29th, thirtieth, or something like that. Um, or I could have got that wrong. But it, it was actually in, the first show that Rossonian ever played was at the, the oh, UMS. Really? Yeah, in 2012. Oh, okay. Um, so it's
0: like a little—it's homecoming for you, and then kind of a, a little home, bit, yeah, anniversary show for the band. Well, and it'll be cool too because I've uh,
2: been working on like what will be like an album's worth of material, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure it's going to be an album. It might be just more like putting out a bunch of videos. Yeah. Um, and I think it 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 might be like an entirely different thing, but the kind of the same. I've kind of been making music with the same couple dudes for a long time. Yeah. Are they know, still like in Denver? Friends, or are yeah. they
0: here in New York? Uh,
2: they're in Denver. Uh, Kramer Kelling is one of the dudes. Who plays bass. He's all around amazing musician. Uh-huh. And Carl Sorensen is the other guy who plays drums. Um, and they're just
0: like awesome. Is they're, it like, difficult to, the to do the long distance uh, band relationship? Um,
2: yeah, I mean, like we haven't really been doing a whole lot of band stuff. You know, like besides, uh-huh. I'll go back and do these kind of cool shows. Um, they've both come out here a little bit. I have, like, a pretty decent little production studio set up in my place down the street. Mm-hmm. So, like, all this stuff we're working on now, you know, it's heavily produced by me here. I spent, like, two months alone in Iowa last year where I did some of it. They came out for a couple of days. We did some of it in Denver before I left. Mm-hmm. I've gone back to Denver twice to do kind of the stuff that I can't really do in my apartment, like okay. loud-ass drums, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh... Because I have a friend who has a really nice studio there, and it gives me like an amazing day rate. Mm-hmm. So it just makes more sense to go back there. Plus, it's like I don't know. Like I like I I really want to meet people here too, and and see where that takes me. But right. I, you know, I like playing with my friends. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah <for> sure. <laughs> well, it's
0: cool. I mean, I find that like going back to St. Louis. It's nice that I have a place in the Midwest I can play. You know, solid gigs. I play in, on the East Coast now, and it's like now all of a sudden the whole country is kind of like I can move around and play there you know which is which is quite nice and ultimately the goal for absolutely myself do you find that um when you're because you're doing a lot of stuff with bleeps and bloops and (laughs) and uh synth and stuff like that um do you find it ever hard to translate to a live show uh like by my when i'm playing like this in this context no i mean more when you're playing with your band too well it's never
2: so like electronic that you would like think it's a like a dj kind of thing right but but um No, like, I pretty much always figure out how to do it somehow, you know, and fairly faithfully, like, Mm -hmm. to the point where maybe I shouldn't try to make all the sounds happen, because it gets, it's a little over the top, like we were talking about before, you know? Right. And I want it to feel, like, gritty and vibey and not, like, anal and prosthetic, (laughs) you
0: know? Yeah, and right on the beat. (laughs) Um, Well, it's been really fun. Yeah, I can't stand that. We've been having like a great, you know, great conversation. This has been a cool time. What we'd like uh, people to do, they can find your mu- music on Ross... like just Google Russ. Yeah, uh,
2: probably most active on Instagram, Rossonian Music. And you're on Spotify, um, Spotify, Google Play, all that. We'll have some new music hopefully in the next like six months coming That's out. Cool. Yeah. I, I do play a bunch of Bossa Nova stuff like a um, couple times a month at a place in Williamsburg called. Uh, Amaza Cafe.
1: Okay. Oh, yeah, I know that place. Mm -hmm. You know that place?
2: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so sometimes I play, uh, I like to call it Pasta Nova. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they really like that, though, (laughs) because every time I put that on Instagram, they never reciprocate it, (laughs) (laughs) even though I think it's a brilliant idea. But, uh, yeah, so I'm there on Thursdays sometimes.
0: Yeah,
1: cool. We'll check it out
2: yeah.
0: yeah Well thanks for coming out And doing this And bringing your Mesa boogie yeah, And everything uh, What we'd like to So you don't have to End on your worst song We're gonna oh, give yeah. you The chance to do A wild card song Is there a tune That maybe um, You could think You would like Like to do To maybe end on
2: That will hopefully come out as a new song, is what I meant. I'm sorry. I
0: I can't hear. It. All right. Well, you'll play us out here. So thanks again. And this is another episode of First, Last, Best, <laughs> Worst. <laughs> All right. You're good. All right. All right.
3: On. Um...